Hi, this is Alina, and you're listening to the fourth episode of the Along Came English podcast. Well, how have you been?、Uh, I know it's been a while since my last podcast.、Um, yes, there was a brief hiatus.、Uh, I got distracted. College started.、Uh, Mom came over in March. I I started a new job actually in April,、um, and then I started procrastinating. Yeah, so I mean, semester is finished,、uh, which is great,、um, and I've actually completed the course now.、Uh, but yeah, I've been putting this off for the last few weeks, trying to figure out what to do for this episode, and I guess I really need to just do it. And get an episode published.、Uh, so here I am.、Uh, so today I've I've decided to talk、uh, about traveling.、Uh, so when my mom was over here in March, I I took her to Adelaide、um, to visit relatives when she came over. And last month I went to Launceston with a friend for a few days. So I'll be talking about them in more detail later.、Uh, but first, let's start with some vocabulary and grammar. Now, to travel is both a verb and a noun.、Uh, so let's start with the verb first.、Um, as a verb,、uh, one definition refers to the movement of objects:、uh, radiation, light,、uh, light or radio waves.、Um, so, for example, light travels faster than sound.、Um, in general, you can use the word travel as a verb for different types of waves, like wind or water. Now the definition we're referring to today, of course, is is about journeys to a different place or abroad, or according to Wikipedia,、um, the movement of people between distant geographical locations.、Uh, as a noun,、uh, travel is used、uh, in a general sense. So air travel has become more affordable, for example, or my job involves a lot of travel. As a verb.、Uh, I traveled Europe for vacation, so notice the、um, change in sentence structure there. Or、uh, we are traveling to Australia. Now, personally,、um, you know, if we're using、uh, the ver- a verb for traveling when you're talking about traveling, I feel it's more common and a bit more natural、uh, to use the verb to go when we talk about holidays. So, for example, I went to Europe. For vacation,、uh, we're going to Australia. Where have you been to for vacation?、Um, so of course, you know、uh, the verb to travel is is correct. It's grammatically correct.、Um, it's just that I feel personally that using the verb to go tends to be、uh, more common. Now the word traveling,、uh, which is part of the title of this episode today.、Um, Uh, it's the present participle of the verb and is also a gerund.、Um, now, a gerund,、um, as you may already know, functions as a noun and can become the subject or object of a sentence. So, for example, traveling can be expensive if you don't do your research. I enjoy traveling. Now, again,、uh, just bear in mind,、um, sentence structures do change、uh, between using the verb or the gerund、uh, because it functions as a noun. So,、uh, for example,、uh, do you like traveling, which is the gerund? Do you like to travel, which is using the verb? And some more examples:、uh, traveling to Europe can be expensive, the gerund. 
to travel to Europe can be expensive, which is the verb. Um, again, in this case, uh, you know, you can use either the gerund or, or the verb. Um, you can also use the noun, but just bear in mind that this, there are changes to the sentence structure. Okay, uh, moving on. Um, now, trip and journey uh, are synonyms for the word travel. Uh, but of course, um, there are some subtle differences, some nuances there. Um, trip refers to a short holiday or time away. Uh, so you may have heard of professionals or, or corporate employees talk about business trips. Journey actually uh, tends to refer to the period of traveling, um, physically getting from A to B. So for example, the journey between A and B is about eight hours. Uh, the word trip can also refer to journey, uh, being the physical movement, the physical traveling. Uh, so for example, the bus trip was really long. You know, so here we can use the word trip for journey, but you can't actually use it the other way around. So you can't really use journey to mean trip. So if we talk about a business trip, for example, um, it doesn't really have the same meaning as a business journey. Um, it actually tends to imply something different. And just a bit more about uh, the word journey. Um, there is a popular saying, uh, life is a journey, not a destination. Um, bit of a cliche saying, I guess. <laughs> so, but yeah, anyway, it's, it's still popular nonetheless. Um, so if a journey is getting from location A to B, uh, then really what the saying means is that it's not just about getting to B, um, but really about the experiences getting there. So, you know, if, if we talk about business journey, for example, it, it's, the meaning is a bit different from business trip because when you say business journey, I would think that you were referring to your experiences through owning a business or as a businessman or businesswoman. So, yeah, so travel, trip, journey um, are all synonyms, but in its use, in its context, um, there are uh, differences. Okay, um, holiday uh, can refer to a special day that is celebrated and is often a public holiday like Christmas. It can also, holiday, sorry, can also refer to a period of time when one is not working. So the expression going on holiday uh, is more common for British English. Going on vacation is the preferred term for American English. Uh, holiday destination is a common term um, of the location of a holiday. Um, so when you Google or do your research um, while you're planning for your next holiday, um, you might see titles like top 10 holiday destinations you must visit or uh, cheapest holiday destinations for 2018, etc. Uh, then there are the different types um, or different ways, sorry, of uh, describing the type of holidays. Um, so you get adventure holidays, uh, which involves a certain degree of risk and physical exertion. Um, so activities such as hiking, uh, mountaineering, bungee jumping, for example, uh, sightseeing um, usually means, I mean, it usually implies uh, like a historical kind of holiday you know you want to look at architecture you want to visit museums see beautiful landscapes um, and things like that uh, relaxing now 
most people tend to associate this with beach resorts, um, so things like Phuket uh, in Thailand. Shopping. Uh, some pe popular holiday destinations for shopping are Singapore or Hong Kong. Family holidays really just means that all activities are kid-friendly um, and that the whole family can participate in. So quite often this will involve theme parks or amusement parks like Universal Studios or Legoland. Peak season um, refers to the period of time where there is more demand for traveling to a particular area. Prices go up, there, there are a lot of people, um, usually there are also more activities. Um, this might affect uh, your ability to find accommodation and things like that. Um, so quite often, you know, for, for most countries that have seasons, uh, peak season would usually be in the summer or maybe Christmas time where uh, most companies have holidays or annual leave. And the opposite of peak season is off-peak season. So yeah, so as you, you could imagine, um, prices are lower, um, there would be less people, but also uh, less activities. Um, and quite often it, certain um, shops uh, may close for this period or uh, their opening hours are limited um, because of this off-peak season. And finally, uh, our last vocabulary uh, here is budget. Um, now, this has a few uses when it comes to travel. Um, you can talk about setting aside a set amount for the trip. So, for example, uh, you know, my budget for the trip. Uh, I don't want to uh, go over my budget. Uh, which means that, you know, you, you want to keep your expenses to a certain limit. You can also talk about a budget holiday. Uh, so this is another description for the type of holiday uh, you're um, looking for. Uh, so budget holiday just means that you want to keep the costs as low as possible. And this would usually mean that, you know, you would opt for a cheap hostel rather than a hotel. Uh, going to cheap restaurants or, or having street food rather than an expensive restaurant, looking for cheap or free activities. And we also use budget uh, with the term budget airline. So now budget airline is another term for a low-cost airline um, that doesn't offer any of the traditional services. Um, and this means uh, sacrificing uh, certain comforts for the purpose of getting a cheaper fare. So um, a budget airline that I use quite often is AirAsia. So this is, uh, I think, an international, uh, yeah, international and domestic um, airline. Um, a common budget uh, domestic airline in Australia is Jetstar, uh, which I think actually, yeah, I think I use them for uh, the... These uh, recent holidays that I had, um, which I'll talk about later. And, you know, usually normal airlines will offer luggage allowance, uh, maybe about 20 to 30 kilos, depending on the airline. Uh, seat allocations, entertainment, snacks, drinks, meals, if the flight is about two hours long. And with budget airlines, um, they start with the base fare of just getting from A to B. And then any of these kinds of services, um, they, they start to charge extra for. 
Um, so then your your cost does go up, but you do have the option of, I guess, tailoring the type of ticket that you, the type of service that you get um, and the type of ticket you get uh, when you book these um, at this uh, with these different airlines. All right. Uh, so, yeah, let's move on. So my mother, uh, like I said, came over from Brunei earlier this year um, in March. She spent about two and a half weeks here in Australia. Uh, so she stayed with me in Melbourne for most of a trip. And I also brought her to Adelaide for a few days to visit relatives. So while she was in Melbourne, I tried to bring her to some tourist spots. But because she's been here several times, there aren't really many exciting places that, you know, I, I, I can bring her. So I took her to Mount Dandenong, uh, which is a very famous tourist, tourist area, actually, uh, um, in Melbourne. Honestly, I, I don't really know why it's so significant or so popular. It's a mountainous area with very small towns scattered throughout. And, you know, it, it's nice, uh, I guess, maybe for a day trip or uh, maybe because the air is very fresh as well. Uh, I mean, it is a lovely place for a quiet getaway. Um, some of the shops there are very quaint. Uh, quaint sort of means um, kind of like a cottage, old cottage feeling. Uh, old fashioned, I think, is the uh, proper definition for it. Um, there's a very famous cafe there called Miss Marple's Tea Room with a cute cottage-style interior. It has floral curtains and porcelain teapots. Um, and then there are, of course, other cafes there as well that are very modern, very hip. Now, I've heard um, there are also some lovely picnic spots. It has a botanical garden. There's also a chestnut festival uh, once a year that I've never been to. And in the area, there's actually a pie shop that I really like called uh, Pie in the Sky. Now, if you don't know, uh, meat pies here are kind of considered the national fast food choice, kind of like hot dogs are to Americans. Now, you can actually get cheap meat pies at petrol stations and supermarkets. So this is a bit of a luxury thing, um, but they're actually really good. Yeah, and so I think... You know, sometimes when I have relatives over, it's sort of an excuse. <laughs> I, I'm making an excuse to bring them there just so that I could have some. Um, because in general, like, I, I really don't go there. I mean, it, this area is only about 30 minutes away from me at the moment, but I really don't go there uh, that often at all. And yeah, and, and you know, with the garden, uh, the botanical garden that's in Mount Dandenong, um, I believe it's called Rhododendron Garden. And look, we, we do have some really lovely gardens here in Melbourne. Um, I think we have a few in Victoria, but March really was the wrong season. Uh, usually spring or autumn is a lovely time for visiting gardens. Um, so I, I took my mom to Pie in the Sky for lunch and then we went to the garden, which was about five minutes away. Uh, but everything was just green, no flowers, no color. Um, and probably, you know, the, the most exciting part of our walk through the garden was that, you know, one, one of the uh, gardeners forgot to turn off the tap for one of the water sprinklers and uh, we got mildly drenched. 
Um, so that was kind of fun, but my mom wasn't too happy about the overall garden trip because it was kind of boring. Anyway. Um, so I took her to Chadston as well the next day. So Chadston's uh, the biggest mall in, biggest shopping mall in Australia. And apparently, according to Wikipedia, attracts over 200,000 tourists a year from overseas and about 400,000 from interstate. So interstate just means uh, from another state. And uh, that uh, going to Chadston, going to a shopping mall was actually more exciting for my mom than going to the garden. So, yeah. Um, I also did a day trip in the Yarra Valley. Uh, so this is another region, uh, pretty famous region in Victoria as well. Uh, so I took her and two of my friends. Um, so the Yarra v Valley, uh, like Mount Dandenong, is a region with small towns scattered throughout. Uh, but this area is quite famous for its wineries. Um, now, there are a few wine regions in Victoria when you can do wine tours and such. Uh, so this is kind of one of them. But um, rather than doing a wine tour with, with a company um, I drove, uh, we just selected a few spots we wanted to go to and, and I drove for most of the day. Now, I like red wine myself, uh, but I prefer red wine from South Australia. The red wine produced in Victoria is different. Uh, it's not as full-bodied as the ones you can get from South Australia, which is what I prefer. But in general, this region, Yarra Valley, uh, does offer a range of white and red wines for people to purchase, to taste. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe, look, maybe one one of these days I'll, I'll do an episode about uh, wines. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, uh, day trip. So the word day trip is really a term we use to mean that we travel, usually by car to a different region for one day, um, and we don't really stay the night. So in a way, this was a type of road trip, which might, might be another term that, that you might have heard when talking about traveling. But road trips can be longer. It can last for a few days to even a few weeks, and going to different locations to spend the night. So uh, I would call uh, this a day trip, not a road trip. Yeah, and so I drove, uh, and it's a lovely region to drive around, uh, Yarra Valley. Um, there are plenty of cafes, museums, galleries to visit. Uh, we visited a few wineries. Uh, we went to a few different places to eat. And one of the wineries we visited uh, is called Domaine Chandon. Uh, which is an atrocious French <laughs> pronunciation. I'm so sorry. Uh, Domaine Shandon, I think, would be the appropriate uh, Australian pronunciation, um, which apparently is affiliated or a franchise of, I'm not really sure, of a famous champagne called uh, Moet A. Shandon. <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try the French. I'm going to try the French pronunciation. Moëtte Chandon. <laughs> so sorry. Um, anyway, Moëtte Chandon. Okay. Um, it also has a restaurant. It, it has a lovely view um, to enjoy. And it, it's kind of an estate, so you can explore the garden. They have a museum part where you can see how they make the wines. Um, but really, we were just there briefly for the wine tasting. Um, I think you have to pay 
uh, you have to pay for wine tasting. I think they give you up to about six different wines you can taste. And yeah, just side note, uh, apparently the word champagne is copyrighted. So in Australia, it's called sparkling wine instead. I think you, you I think the wine has to be made in the region of Champagne in France for it to actually be called, legally called Champagne. Hence why we, we can't, even though we call it Champagne um, as a noun, as a name, uh, for legal reasons, copyright reasons, we're technically not allowed to use that word for sparkling wines. So yeah, so in Australia, um, it's called sparkling wine. Now, here we actually also have sparkling red wine, uh, which is made from Shiraz, which is a type of red wine. So what is commonly known as champagne is actually called sparkling white wine here. And then we have sparkling red wine. So just a bit of clarification there about the different types of wines um, we have here. Yep, and in the region, we also have a place called uh, Yarra Valley Chocolaterie. Another French word, chocolaterie. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Yarra Valley chocolaterie and ice creamery in the area that's very famous among local and foreign tourists. Um, they make their own chocolate and ice cream, and you can see how they manufacture them at the location. So they have these uh, chocolate. Uh, who, who makes chocolates? Um, the chocolate people. Uh... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I should know this. Um, anyway, the people who make chocolates, yes, those people. Um, you can see how they make them at the location and uh, they have a huge range of chocolate products and a cafe to hang out. Uh, so the building um, is set on top of a hill. So again, you have a lovely view of the surrounding land. Um, and this was the very last spot we went to before we headed home. So uh, my friends um, bought some ice cream, we sat outside, um, it's a lovely clear day and just enjoyed the view uh, before we prepared to head home. Yeah, and that was sort of, I guess, my adventures in Melbourne while my mom was here. Um, like I mentioned, um, I brought my mom to Adelaide and this is a small city in South Australia, uh, which is interstate. Uh, this is about an hour away by plane. So we went there to visit my relatives and, you know, uh, sh my mom's been to Adelaide and Melbourne several times. Uh, so it wasn't really a tourist trip as much as spending time with family. Now, because our relatives in Adelaide were from her side of the family, there was a lot of conversing in Hakka, which is a Chinese dialect uh, that I mentioned in episode two, uh, talking about my upbringing. Also, the trip in Adelaide was really for her to catch up with her brother and his wife. Uh, so the young folk, uh, which really was just me, uh, just sat there playing games on my phone. Now, one of the things I did there to make the trip more interesting for me was to find cafes. Now, I wouldn't call myself a foodie, which is a term for people who are interested in food, particular, particularly gourmet, high-end food. Um, another term for foodie uh, is called a food snob. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely not a food snob or a food foodie. In Australia, uh, particularly in Melbourne, um, we have something called brunch. 
which is very popular. So brunch is a word mix of breakfast and lunch, and it's just a late uh, breakfast or early lunch. Um, you may have heard that Melbourne has a cafe culture. Uh, you know, well, I would kind of pair the two together. So we often have brunch with coffee. Um, and this is a very trendy thing to do here. Um, and definitely if you ever come to Melbourne, I would highly uh, recommend that you look for brunch places. So while I was in Adelaide, I would try to look for interesting cafes um, to visit with my mom and then spend the rest of the day with the relatives. Now, I don't know how tech savvy you might be, uh, but I've really come to appreciate using Google Maps. There's a function uh, where you can explore nearby eateries and see reviews, and and that's where I found some of these places. Now, I found a Chinese restaurant for the first night we arrived and introduced it to my relatives who had never been there before, um, but yet it was like, what, 15 minutes away from them? I found a cafe, which apparently was on a pretty hip street, and all I did was just look for a cafe. I wasn't really looking for a popular or um, uh, a nice area or street um, to hang out at. I was just looking for food. So yeah, so I, I enjoy finding local cafes and restaurants, uh, even in Melbourne, um, because, well, they're, they're close. Um, and they're actually really good. So, you know, I, I've traveled fair distances for food or specific cuisines. Um, but I guess now the fun thing is really to find something much nearer that is still good quality and, and still tastes really good. Uh, so yeah, apart from that, uh, the weather in Adelaide was really good. Um, the Airbnb accommodation uh, I booked had a rainfall showerhead, uh, which for me is a luxury superior to a bathtub. A rainfall showerhead is really a showerhead, but much larger. Um, it's also usually positioned much higher uh, than a normal than normal. Um, so sometimes it's from the ceiling, and the water falls on you like rain. Actually, um, so look, I, I don't know how expensive it is, but I think a lot of uh, hotels these days um, tend to have this as, as sort of that luxury experience. But yeah, so this was an Airbnb and they had one of these. So it was pretty awesome. And the host was quite generous too. So we were only there for three nights and he provided us with um, several packets of biscuits, uh, bread and cereal for breakfast, which we didn't eat, of course. But yeah, but overall it was, it was actually a really nice trip compared to my previous ones to Adelaide. So that was quite fun. Um, and yeah, just overall, look, it, it was just a lovely time to hang out with my mom. You know, I, I live overseas and I don't get to see her all the time. So it's really just a nice family opportunity uh, for her to come over and things like that. Uh, so yeah, so now let's move on to my most recent trip to Launceston. Uh, so Launceston uh, was more of a road trip. It's Launceston is a tiny city at the north of Tasmania, and Tasmania, if you if you don't know, uh, Australia Australian geography is an island at the south of Australia. So if you look at a map of Australia, it's a it's the dot at the southeast of it. And from Melbourne, you can either take the ferry, which is about 9 to 10 hours long. Uh, you can fly there by plane, which takes about one hour. 
and I flew there, of course. So yeah, so when I landed, um, we rented a car, uh, drove around the area. When I landed, I picked up the car, uh, a rental car from the airport. And uh, on our first day, we uh, wandered around the city, uh, around Launceston, which isn't that big, actually. Uh, like, I, I mean, I don't know if I would even call it a city. It's more like a town. So we, we tried some of the promoted tourist spots like the museum, art galleries. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was that stimulating. But it was okay. Look, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a small town. It was our first time there. Uh, and we, I guess, walked. <laughs> uh, we walked around the city and probably got our month's worth of exercise being there. Uh, yeah, anyway, I, I really don't exercise much at all. So the rest of the trip, we drove around the north uh, east part of Tasmania outside of Launceston. And... The scenery is, is just beautiful um, in Tasmania in general. Um, so this is my second time to Tasmania. Uh, the first time I went to Tasmania, I went to Hobart, which is the um, another city, actually a bigger city uh, at the south of Tasmania. Um, and Launceston is a city at the north. And yeah, again, just very beautiful, very picturesque. And uh, yeah, so along around this area in the northeastern part of Launceston, we pretty much just drove along the coast. Uh, we stopped at a few beaches and even just driving through like the farmlands was just gorgeous. Like it was all very hilly and uh, it was just, and you know, the weather, the sky was clear, the weather was great. Um, I mean, it was cold because it was in the middle of winter, but it was clear skies like not dry not raining not wet yeah and we we visited wineries um did wine tasting uh, cheese had cheese and mussels so yeah I, I i i gained a little bit of holiday weight um not proud of it uh but i did um and the unfortunate part is that you know the, the last time i went to hobart i went to tasmania um I gained holiday weight as well, and I never really lost it. So now that I've gained weight again here, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, moving along. Um, so along the northeastern coast of Tasmania is the Bay of Fires. And uh, this is a bay that stretches over 50 kilometers. And it's famous for its clear waters, um, soft white sands. And parts of the beach that are rocky are covered in this orange color, which apparently is produced by algae and fungi. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm not exactly sure the you know the science behind uh, the color, of course, but it was just you know unusual but also really colorful. And uh, yeah, so we we went we went in the middle of winter. Um, we went on the beach, uh, didn't swim, of course, but look, it, it was just gorgeous just walking along the beach. So yeah, and we went during off-peak season, uh, the, I mean, being in the middle of winter, um, which also meant there were less people on the road. And we actually stopped at the side of the road a few times to take photos of the sheep and cattle 
Um, we also saw some pretty interesting uh, letterboxes, and one of them was actually uh, a cow, <laughs> which which I we actually stopped the car and I took a selfie with. And if I'm not mistaken, we I think we drove past one, which was uh, the letterbox was in the shape of a dragon, a small little dragon. Um, so yeah, there's some definitely some uh, interesting. <laughs> You know, just the little things that, that make the trip just a little bit more interesting. Uh, yep. And, you know, and just the amount of sheep and cattle in the area. I mean, no joke. Like, I thought New Zealand had a lot of sheep and cattle. But this was pretty comparable. Um, there were wineries that were closed during this time as well. Uh, but the ones that were opened, quiet, uh, no long waits for food and services. Uh, wine tasting was free as well um, so usually in, in Melbourne uh, you have to pay a small fee for it so when we went around to the wineries in Yarra Valley uh, you had to pay f for a small fee to to taste a range of wines um, but over here in Tasmania we didn't need to and uh, the food was really good um, a little bit cheaper than Melbourne uh, we found a few cafes to have breakfast uh, we went to a burger joint for lunch the first day, and, and that was pretty good as well. Uh, we had mussels twice. Uh, we had oysters. And they were just really fresh. I mean, just really well, uh, just really flavorful um, and just really fresh. And we had um, cheese platters as well. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I gained weight. Uh, anyway, so I, I look. I, I'm actually not a white wine person. I, I, um, I, I've never really enjoyed white wine uh, for some reason. It, it actually makes me feel a bit sick when I drink them. But the ones here uh, in this area, this region of Tasmania, was really good, and just yeah, it was it's just delicious. Like we were actually quite tempted to buy some back to Melbourne, but we, we didn't buy any luggage allowance with our air tickets um, because we flew with uh, Jetstar. And yeah, I guess we were um, a little bit cheap in general trying to control our budget. But anyway, yeah, and, and that was it really. Uh, that was my road trip in Launceston. So yeah, so, you know, look, if, if you are thinking about coming to Australia to travel, uh, I would definitely recommend um, hiring a car, actually, uh, renting a car um, to do some road trips. And even just in some of these major cities, like if you just drive an hour away uh, to some of the regional parts outside of the city, uh, to the countryside, um, you can find these sort of scattered towns that are really lovely, really quaint. You can find wineries and just really good cheese. <laughs> And if you go to Tasmania, Tasmania actually has really good seafood. Um, if you like seafood, I definitely recommend that. Anyway, well, that's that's it for my recent holidays about uh, around Australia. Um, I would like to go to Sydney next, uh, which is another major city in Australia. Um, haven't quite planned for it yet, but yeah, d definitely a consideration. Um, and Sydney's, uh, oh yeah, so Sydney's in the state of New South Wales as well and Melbourne's in the state of Victoria so two different areas uh, so I've lived in Australia for more than 10 years and I've never actually been to Sydney 
which is, I guess, a little bit shocking <laughs> in general. Um, so, yeah, because Melbourne and Sydney are two major cities in Australia. Um, we do have other cities, of course, in, in other states, but I think for most foreigners or, or and even just locals, like Melbourne is, and Sydney are just the two major cities. Yeah, just never been there. Just never did. So I would also like to visit Darwin, uh, maybe Alice Springs in the Northern Territory. So far, I've been to Perth. Uh, Adelaide, Canberra, Gold Coast, uh, Launceston and Hobart and very pa- various parts of Victoria which is more like road trips I guess with these with these uh, uh, with, with some of these trips. So yeah so kind of think of it I, I haven't done too badly in terms of traveling around the country yeah and I, I would like to do a bit more um, but yeah I'll look I'll, I'll finish the episode here uh, thank you so much for listening um now that i've done this episode uh hopefully it'll kick start the podcast again and yeah see how i go all right well thank you so much for listening again and i uh, hope you have a lovely day hope you have a lovely week uh i'll catch you around next time bye